Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Chen's Adventures Podcast. This is Henry. And Esther with episode two. Um, thank you to all of our friends who listened to the first one. Um, there are a little... whole, like 60 people. So oh, thank you. hey, thank you. Um, but if you're joining us for the first time, we're here to just share our story and just kind of invite you along the journey with us, right? And the lessons we've learned and the lessons we're learning, things of past, things of current, and maybe even dreams and aspirations for the future. But here yeah. we are doing something creative together. Yeah, it's new for both of us. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so what are we talking about today, Henry? We're talking about Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Because Wednesday was Valentine's Day. It sure was. And Why do you say it like that? Well, I think Valentine's Day is supremely overrated. I don't disagree. Mm. Valentine's Day is Very, overrated. Yes, yes. However, that does not mean I don't want to be celebrated and I don't want to be shown that you love me. So, you know, a bouquet of flowers. Which next year I want more than flowers. <laughs> and this is how things get overrated and commercialized because they just want more and more. It's not that I want more. I, I think want... it should be a date plus kind of evening or day. What do you mean? Like, there should be like a date where you celebrate each other, get to talk to each other, enjoy each other's company, but you know, a little bit more, like some flowers. Yeah, that's what Valentine's Day is. Yeah. It's a day to express your love. But does it have to be like extravagant and crazy? Why not? Because it's too much. It's not about love at that point. Oh, then what is it about? Well, I think it's about gestures and big things and doing bigger, bigger things. And I think it just should be just celebrating relationships and with the people that you love. So this year, I got flowers for Eleanor as well mm-hmm. because I thought that was important to show, you know, what Valentine's is about. I agree. And I think it's important for her to see that a way of someone expressing their love is by gifts. So it makes me wonder then. I wonder if for Valentine's Day, people who are naturally good at gift giving really enjoy Valentine's Day because they're like, oh, yes, it's my chance to give a gift because I enjoy doing that and that's how I show love. But then on the flip side, for people who do not score high on gift giving. I hate gift giving. (laughs) It's terrible. I'm bad at it. Well, it's not about how good or bad you are. It's It's the thought and the effort that counts. Sometimes, most times. That's for another episode. The first gift Henry ever got me. We'll share that later. Do you remember what you got me? Yeah, it was a bag hanger thing. A purse holder. Yeah, purse holder for the table. Ladies, who wants a purse holder as a first gift from their boyfriend? Very thoughtful, very practical. Not what I want. What was that for? What day? What was it? I don't even remember. It would have been early. Maybe my birthday. It might have been. No, I got you like macarons. That's true. You made me macarons for my first first birthday. Oh, no, no, no. Anyway, you got me flowers. Thank you. Yeah. You Um, got Eleanor flowers. Thank you. mm -hmm. 
I went did and... Did you have plans to get her other things already? Or did you just see my gift and you're like, oh, shoot, I should go get Eleanor some stuff too? No, because I didn't see that you had flowers for her until I woke up to go to the gym on Wednesday morning. Oh, you bought all this stuff beforehand? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. But I mean, I bought it because I saw it. I'm like, oh, Eleanor would really like this. Oh, maybe I should get her something for Valentine's Day. So it wasn't like a intentional, but it was a hmm. spur of the moment. It would be nice kind of a thing. Well, while we're on the topic of love and Valentine's Day, uh, we did mention that this episode will talk a little bit more about our dating era. And one of those topics that we wanted to discuss further was some memorable dates that you Mm -hmm. have had. What was a memorable date? Okay, well, maybe we should backtrack. Talk about the structured spontaneity. Because I think that's something that we talked about really early on before our first dates. I think it was one of the questions, or maybe one of, there was a question that prompted me to answer it um, during the coffee meets bagel. Oh, on the, yeah, that's right. Because I, right. I think it, that came up some... I think it was actually yours. Structured spontaneity. Or was it mine? I don't remember. We could look back. I think it was mine. Okay. Well, because I like the structure of knowing what the day entails, like big picture. But then I like the spontaneity because it leaves room for adventure and it leaves room for things to be a little unplanned. Hmm. And I, I think, think I excelled in that area. Yeah, I would agree. What was something that was structured and spontaneous? Things were just lining up for me. Things always lined up for you. God was on your side. (laughs) You had so much favor. I actually just planned it all. That's a lie. You don't know, though. You're right, I don't. But things lined up so well that it couldn't possibly, possibly have been a coincidence. No, they were definitely coincidental. Um, Wait, so what are you asking specifically? (laughs) Um, memorable dates. Memorable date. Well, our second date ever, hmm. you took me to a vivarium. Is that what it's called? Vivarium. A vivarium. What's a vivarium? <laughs> a vivarium is a pet store that only sells reptiles. And <laughs> this is the second day I'm meeting Henry in person. It was a and full day that was planned, right? It was. You had a yeah. full day planned. Yeah. Well, first of all, I got into a car with a stranger. That was very <laughs> foolish on my end. And then we well, got Why coffee. did you have to get into a car with a stranger? Well, because I didn't know where you were, we were going. No, didn't we park? Didn't, we, didn't I have an event that later that day? That's right, you did. And we parked at the venue. Did we? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. We did. Oh, yeah, that's right, we did. Yeah. So I was a, I was gonna be a photographer for my friend's um, event for a church event. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about this whole date because okay, so we parked there, and then we went and got coffee. You got a, a nitro cold brew. I think that was the first time I'd ever heard about that. Yeah. And then we went to Vivarium, walked in, and there's reptiles everywhere, like snakes and, and what did Kimono you think of dragons. Me? And I was like, this guy is weird. It's like, first of all, why would he bring me to an alligator pet store? <laughs> I would like to thank my friend Rob Jackson for that idea. I asked him for ideas, and that was one of the, one of his suggestions. It was creative, for yeah. sure, because yeah. I still remember to this day yeah. how I felt. Like, why are we here? But I mean, we looked at the animals, 
and thanked God that they were in cages. And we saw some snakes being fed. Mm-hmm. And yeah. We walked around the downtown. We walked around the Berkeley downtown area? Berkeley, yeah. Berkeley area. Had Zachary's Pizza. Mm-hmm. And then... We went to the beach. Went to Alameda Beach. Walked around a little bit. Had a Starbucks. And then you went to your photography. You sticked around for a little bit. I did. I yeah. stayed. And I think it was the first time that... I got to experience being in the same worship atmosphere as you. Mm. And I think that was good because it let me see that we were spirit to spirit and that we had... It was all planned. uh, Maybe. That we had similar... uh, Not church style, but similar doctrinal beliefs and similar theological beliefs. And so I think that was really important. Mm -hmm. I think it helped... Like a lot. It helped answer a lot of questions for that didn't need to even come up mm-hmm. later on down the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a memorable date. Yeah. yeah. I don't what think they were... I mean, we had a lot of dates, but I think that was definitely one of the up there ones. We did a few things in everywhere, really. We did San Francisco. We mm-hmm. went down to Carmel. Went to Tahoe once. Yeah. We did a lot more local things. Should we tell them about the Starbucks where I always cried? Yeah, that, that was something that happened. It was uh, I, it was a Starbucks in Fremont because Esther would, would frequently visit me in the Fremont area. We would hang out at the Maori Starbucks and we would have conversation and dates there. And we would talk about a variety of things. Things that I didn't think were that emotional but there Esther was across from me at the table and bawling her eyes out and (laughs) I just feel super awkward because I'm like people are gonna think like I broke up with her or I did something mean or like I was very conscious of the people around me um but there was a lot of tears that were shed a lot lots of tears that were shed but in hindsight it's because the conversations we were having were healing Mm. and they were restorative Mm. and they were redemptive Mm. And so I think that's why mm-hmm. they were good. And a lot of like fear being addressed and knowing that those fears are invalid mm-hmm. and that those fears are really just lies from the pit of hell. Mm-hmm. So so a lot of that happened for you at the Starbucks. Yeah. I think a few of those happened for me in Carmel. And Did it? Yeah, I think so. And then maybe a random park somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. At the beach in Monterey. Yeah. And then one time when we came down from Tahoe. We were at Livermore, right? A random park in Livermore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when we came down from Tahoe. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We should tell people about the first time I said I love you. We'll save that for next time. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So structured spontaneity was our thing. There was a lot of structure, but a lot of spontaneity. Yeah. I think because we had the time, we could do that. The luxury of being single. How the are luxury we... of not having kids. Yeah, 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 true. But I think as Eleanor's getting older, mm. we're able to do a lot more structured spontaneity. Mm. Like we'll have a framework of the day, mm-hmm. but I think, I think we're becoming a little bit more spontaneous again. Yeah. 
I think it was it was pretty quiet for a while. A lot, a lot more yeah. things were planned. We were nap time, nap times, bedtimes, bedtime. Yeah. Now well, we're just living the life with our life. with our soon to be five year old. Yes. Yeah. So, what's your view on structured spontaneity now? I still love it. I think it's very important to have a rough idea of what to do, and then whatever happens, happens. I think I, I approach, I, I, I use this view for like traveling too and planning for travels. It's just like, ah, go somewhere. But whatever you see along the way that is more interesting, I think it's more exciting that way. I agree. I don't, need, I don't need to see all the sights. I need to see the sights. Mm. If I'm going to Paris, I'm going to see the Eiffel Tower. You will see it anywhere in the city. No, I want to go like be in front of it and touch it. Mm. Anyway. Structured spontaneity. Mm. So, should we tell our friends and listeners about our proposal? I think we should. I think a lot of people maybe have never heard it or have only heard bits and pieces of it. I think it's good to get the full picture. I think it should be heard from your perspective first because I think it's quite magical, (laughs) your perspective. And then I can talk a lot about the massive amount of planning that I did in Uh. order to make that. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, you made a good point is that a lot of the friends circles that we have now we've met as we've been married Mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't know our proposal story. I think it's a really good story. I think so too. I think so too. And so uh, we got engaged December of 2016 and we were going to go to a conference in Kansas city after visiting my family in Colorado and for whatever reason I was convinced that you were going to propose to me in Denver after you asked for my dad's permission in person I was like Henry's not going to propose to me without asking for my dad's blessing and it never dawned on me that you could ask with for his permission via technology, <laughs> via FaceTime <laughs> or Google Hangout or whatever you did. It just didn't cross my mind for whatever reason. And I think jokingly at one point, you're like, I'm just going to ask that your prophetic gift is shut for the next two weeks or something like that. You said that. And I was like, what? Why? Mm. Anyway, so it's December 2016. We attended a wedding that Saturday before, and I looked nice and clean for the wedding. And then the Sunday after, I think I just had second day hair and I was maybe just wearing leggings and flats and a sweater of some sort. You're a bit of a mess. I was tired. My nails weren't even done. Mm. Oh my goodness. Um, and so, and it had been raining like that week prior or something. It was very wet. It was a wet winter. But this day was very nice and cool and dry. Anyway, so after church, we meet up at Starbucks and you say that you have to go drop off something at a friend's house. And so we go drop off something at a friend's house, which I don't know to this day if it's a real person's house or not. It was Rob Jackson's house. Okay. So it was a real house. Yes. Okay. But I don't even know what you did. If you like actually did something or if you were just like finagling and killing time or whatever. Anyway. And so you do that. And then we drive up this hill and we pass like a juvenile detention center and like a mental health center. And I'm just like, where is this guy taking me? And so we keep going, keep going, keep going. 
And I'm like, wow, Henry, this view is so beautiful. Pull over, pull over. Let's take a look at it. But it was a no parking. And so I and was I'm like, a law abiding citizen. And he's a law abiding citizen, whatever. He's like, let me find a good parking spot. Oh, there's a parking spot over here to the left. And so he pulls in, parks the car, and it's a bit of a hike. Where did I pull into? This parking lot somewhere. Yeah, but what at was... the bottom of like the hill that I was said, let's pull over and look at. But it was a, a actual like a regional park. Yeah, it was entrance. actual regional park yeah. entrance. Yeah. And so Henry parks, and then we get out of the car. But backtracking, before we start this hike, I had two conversations, one during the hike and one before the hike. The conversation before was with a friend and we were talking about something super spiritual about, you know, sunrises and sunsets and God's majesty and all of that stuff. And then a second friend, we were talking on our hike going up about something spiritual too. And so that's just my mind, right? I'm just, that's my mindset. And so we walk up. As we were having a really personal date, she just busts out the phone and calls her friend and just starts <laughs> chatting with her during this whole walk up. Deborah, that's you. <laughs> it was someone else too. You couldn't reach Deborah. Um, yeah, I was trying to call Tiffany. Yeah. Yeah. You, and got, then you got a hold of her. I did. Yeah. And then I called Deborah too. Yeah. And anyway, so we're walking and we're walking up and I'm just like, man, this is a big hill. But we're going to see the sunset. It's going to be worth it. So we're walking and it's muddy and I'm on Henry's left side and it's muddy on my side, but the right side is dry. And so I'm just like, why is this guy being such a jerk and having me walk in the mud when his side is dry? Anyway, so we're walking, 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 and I'm like, Henry, this is so beautiful. If you proposed to me right now, it would be perfect. Jokingly. <laughs> I want to know what you were thinking at that point. That's so exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you going to be in this for first Oh, boy. And so we keep walking and walking and walking. We make it to the top of the hill, and it's beautiful. Like, you can see the entire bay. The sun is about to set. It's nice and pretty. And then we get up there and there's this easel with some writing on it. And I'm like, oh, let's go take a look at this writing. And because of the conversations that I had had with Tiffany and Deborah before, I'm reading this and it's because you, you started off with like, just imagine, mm -hmm. right? You're looking out and you're imagine you're admiring God's creation, et cetera, et cetera. And so as I'm reading it, I'm just thinking, oh, Someone put this here for people to look at and read and reflect and think about God's majesty. It's about Christmas time. That was what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. And I keep reading and then I see the word Denver and I see the word boyfriend and I'm like, wait. You're so confused. Is this happening right now? And then I was like, no It took way. you a really long time it to respond. It took me a long time. I was like, did something happen to the words? Like, she's it not. <laughs> took me a long time. And then I look over and Henry has the cheesiest smile on his face. And then you took an arrow to the knee and then you proposed. And I said, absolutely. No, I, I was trying to express my love to you <laughs> and you kept putting your hand onto my mouth and freaking out telling me not asking me what's going on. 
I couldn't even ask you to say all the things I wanted to say. Because I had no idea. I was so blindsided. And then out of the bushes come friends taking pictures with flowers and cameras and phones and... All of it. All of it. And then even the dinner that we had to go to afterward was already pre-planned into this scheme of an event. Yes, it was. Uh, it was quite the ordeal. Well done. So first, what I had to do <laughs> was the most important piece was to implant the idea that I was going to propose in Denver. You did that well. Yes. I went about asking questions about Garden of the Gods, this and that. I wanted to really emphasize the point of making sure I get permission from your dad in person oh really want to throw that out there and to be fair that was actually something I considered um, but it was it would have been too many things out of my control in a foreign city that I wasn't familiar with I didn't have a car and all that stuff and so I didn't want to risk that um, there were so many things I also had planned like um, the whole arrow to the knee story that you fell in love with that was from Skyrim and Yaddy yaddy. Um, even to, to my phone facing backwards so that you couldn't see my screen because my phone would be on a stand on the car. Normally, you have the screen uh -huh. facing you. But I didn't want messages from Winston, oh. who was ahead, to, to show up. Um, so, I, so, so weeks before that, I continued to put my phones backwards. Interesting. Just so that you see that it was a normal, a thing, normal for, thing for me I to flip my phone around. weird. I was like, what is this guy doing? I just didn't want to see him messages. <laughs> it would bother me, right? I think I asked you that at one point, too. I was like, why yeah. are you doing that with your phone? And yeah. I think that's what you said. Exactly. You don't want to see messages. Yeah. And so I just wanted to implant that so that the day of, it wouldn't have been weird for me to do. Because I had to send messages and communicate, and he wasn't going to message me. Um, the hill that I proposed at, there was also a bench that was beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, okay, but then there was someone sitting there. But I knew that that was going to happen because I'm like, a bench and a beautiful sunset. Let's not plan it to be there because who knows? And Wait, so, so how long ago did you go and scout the area? Um, maybe like not that much before, maybe a couple weeks at most. Yeah. I think, I don't, I don't know if I even, I think, I don't think I even went with Winston. Um, Winston was the photographer. Um, I think I just showed him pictures. <laughs> I think he figured it out. I, I don't remember. Um, and so I've had it all planned out. So it was Sunday. Um, I don't know. I think you came down after church. Mm -hmm. or I came down to Fremont. Yeah, you came down after church. church. Um, we would hang out at Starbucks and we would have dinner with my friend, Winston and um, His Tiffany. His girlfriend. Yeah. And so we were just hanging out for a couple hours at Starbucks. And then I think while we were hanging out, I was like, oh, I just got a message from my friend. Like, I need to drop off something, a USB before drive. Dinner. Before dinner. Like, can we stop by his house? Not that far. His house is in Hayward. And so, you're like, okay, whatever. You weren't doing anything. And so, structure, spontaneity. Yeah. You're just like, oh, whatever. We have like, I think we had like three hours to kill. Yeah. Um, and so we started driving. I was messaging, hey, we're on, we're on our way. We're leaving. And we're driving. We're driving. Actually, I actually do go to my friend's house. Um, went to the front door and I pretended to do something. I actually made a video, I think. That's right. You did. I made a video uh, hiding behind his car saying, ah, you this is I'm all a ploy. Yeah. You think I'm oh meeting my with my friend, but I'm just. Wasting time. I'm such a sucker. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just started to drive around um, around the neighborhood. Um, kind of like, oh, you know, we got time to kill. I was just kind of drive around. 
And that's kind of when we like, oh, look at the sunset. And that's when we started going up the hill. And then it was just magic from there because you're like, oh, pull over, pull over. I'm like, oh, I can't. Let me go and do a U-turn. Oh, look at that. There's a parking lot. Let's park what here. What a coincidence. Oh, I didn't know that was here. I've never been here before. Oh, and, so you did lie to me and con and me. And <laughs> it got kind of, I got a little worried for a second because then you're calling your friend Tiff and you're like, oh, we're right by your house. You just come meet oh, us. Yeah, that's right. And that's I'm right. like, uh, no, please don't, don't please don't you're ruining everything that's right that's and then we got stuff. to the top i think he called deborah and then we started our walk up and we had to make sure i hit the ring box so tell people why you had me walk in the mud because i had the ring in my other pocket uh, I, I couldn't have you hold me on my right side because that's where the ring box was what if i were insistent and then like let me walk on this side it's muddy I would have made it work somehow. Yeah, I'm sure you would have. Yeah. You wouldn't have hold like held my hand or let me put my put my hand in your jacket pocket like I always do. Mm-hmm. And so we got to the top. The easel said something along the lines of, I, I have it in the garage. I don't remember what it was, word for word. But I was like, imagine the sun is setting, but it's not quite set yet. You still got like 10 more minutes and you're thinking about this, this and that. God's creation, yada, yada. And then you're like, boom. You thought this was going to happen in Denver. But oh gosh. You look over to your boyfriend and he says Will you thought. marry me. And that's how it happened. That was a, that's our story. We have some really beautiful engagement photos though. Yes, because of that sunset. Yeah. yeah. I mean you, you were wearing a I know a rough jacket. Uh, I was not looking and feeling beautiful that day. Second day hair, muddy flats. Didn't even have my nails done. But you know what? That's okay. And that's our proposal story. Our proposal Anything story. Anything we missed? Well, I re- I just remember as soon as I said yes, Karen pops out and she's FaceTiming my brother mm-hmm. or my dad. And my parents were on the technology too somehow. And then I was like, how think, did you do I think this? David helped. Yeah. yeah. And you said that you had done a three-way call with my brother and my parents to have him like translate and David did an outstanding job. Thank you, David. What if he lied and like made you look so much better and said things <laughs> and added things <laughs> on? <laughs> no, my dad understands enough English to yeah. put pieces together. I wonder if that was awkward too, translating a proposal. Per- oh yeah, we should for- ask David next yeah. time. Mm. Well, that was rap- wrapping up our. So many years ago. Yeah. Wrapping up our podcast here and talking about our dating season. What would you, I'm sure there's a lot of things we learned mm-hmm. throughout our dating season, but what mm-hmm. would you say, what was, what's one thing that you've learned mm-hmm. um, in your dating season? Why don't you share first? But I asked the question first. That's why I said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What did I learn during our dating season? Well, it's just assuming, well, I guess it doesn't matter who's listening. They could be single, married, engaged, Yeah, it's just what you learned, right? What did I learn? I think I learned during dating that asking hard questions Mm. and doing some of the hard things are necessary. Because 
I think dating is kind of like a job interview, right? Where you're getting uh, to know the other person. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where you get to know the other person, the other person gets to know you. And unless I ask hard questions and unless I'm willing to go through things that are challenging, I'm not going to fully know who you are and you're not going to fully know who I am. And therefore, when we get married, it's like, well, why didn't I know this before? Well, because we never talked about it. Mm. And so I think if we do the hard work while we're dating, then I think marriage, not that it's easier, but I feel like the transition into married season becomes smoother because we've done the hard work, most of the hard work already. Yeah, I mean, I think there's still a lot of things to figure out, right? I think if you ask any married couple, their early months and year um, there's some difficult things to go through, but I think, but because we talked about important life centering core pieces of who we are questions, um, those things are not part of it, right? The big right. parts of who we are, like, yeah, there's stuff that's about cleaning and this right. and, and, and scheduling and, and dirty this, um, but who we are, what we believe in and, um, core pieces of things that we're not willing to sacrifice mm. um, won't change. Mm. Right? Like the character. Yeah. Defining. So you don't, you're not juggling the stuff of the normal things of, of marriage of figuring each other out. And on top of that, like mm-hmm. core pieces that are just vastly different from each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think we learned, or at least I think during dating, we learned how, I mean, there's love and there's lust, right? And I think we learned quickly and easier, like early on, that love looks a certain way, mm-hmm. that love sounds a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I think as we dated, what we knew love to be became clearer. Mm-hmm. And I think that was something I learned mm-hmm. and still getting to learn yeah. on a d- different level in marriage. Yeah, so I think like for me, I think that's a very good thing that I learned as well. Um, but I think for me, a big piece that stuck out to me during the dating years was it's very important for me to have a good idea and image of who I want to be. Mm. Um, and I think it was something that has always been in my mind, but I may not have had acted it out during my non-dating years because like I'm like, ah, there's no reason for me to be that way. But I think there's, there was always an image of who I should be when I was dating. And there's an image of who I should be when I'm married. And I think that really set me on track to you know be the person that you fell in love with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it helps me recenter myself when I feel like I've been off track. I'm like, no, like this is who I want to be. This is the kind of person. This is the kind of husband. This is the kind of father that I want to be. Um, and I think that that helps me recenter when life and things throw me off um, or I get off track or I get busy, I think having a good mental image of like, this is who I want to be. And even leading up to that or or backing this idea is a conference that we went to near the end of our Mm -hmm. dating. I think we might've been engaged. I don't quite remember. Mm -hmm. It was near the end um, of our dating season where I don't remember everything he talked about, but he was a marriage kind of speaker at a conference and one of the things he talked about was just, you know, you, you do your best. I don't mm-hmm. remember what he said. Um, you, I, I do my part and mm-hmm. you do your part kind mm-hmm. of thing. And mm-hmm. I think 
that only works when you have a good image or idea of like of who you should be. Mm. Um, and so I think for me, what I learned was just continue to have, continue to strive for, you know, the, the person that I want to be, the husband I want to be, the, 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 the father that I want to be. Mm. And if I get sidetracked, jump back on, mm. keep going, have people that inspire you in mind and aspire so, to that. So what are some things that you did? to get back on is it just like a mental i think it was just a mental thing of like oh yeah like i should just do that like i should just clean this up or i should just pick this up or like i should you know yeah Mm. so then what can be some takeaways right so whoever's listening whether they're married engaged single divorced Mm -hmm. widowed you know what are some takeaways that we could leave think for me it would be be very intentional with your dating season and i think when you're intentional with your dating season it doesn't have to be long right i think if you're intentional with yeah. your time if you're intentional with the conversations you're intentional with you know the people that you meet together with during your dating season i think when you're intentional um it'll be the make it or break it and so be intentional. Yeah. I think that's yeah. fine. And, and I mean, I guess just be who, the kind of person that you want to be. Um, but it also has to be on good foundation, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Exactly. I think there, there are people that are being who they are, but they're like total jerks. Um, so I think, well, for me, at least it worked out because I had a good image of who I should be and it was someone that you fell in love with. Um, but I don't know. But also that it's not like a facade, Right, that this person that you want to be is not completely different from the person that you are, but it's a not better version of yourself. Like the character of who you are stays the same, but it's maybe the execution of things. Or yeah, I I haven't thought about exactly like where that image comes from, but Mm -hmm. I think it is partially um, the people that I've seen, that the bad versions of what I've seen of like, oh, I don't want to do that. Mm. Um, or I don't want to do that. I definitely don't want to do this. I want to be this. Um, so I think it, it was sorting through a lot of that. And I think this is something I realized um, a little bit into when we were married was there were a lot of good things that I picked up from my parents um, that I didn't think I would have. Mm. Um, you know, my parents were kind of more of a traditional Asian parents. Didn't quite show love the way that I wanted to. But I think they showed me a lot of other things that... Um, you know, that I kind of took from, like just like doing dishes and mm-hmm. this and that, like it mm-hmm. wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and because so that's what my dad did. And I think just helping and doing things around the house, I'm like, I just saw it as normal and I kind of mm-hmm. just picked it up as well. And so I think there were a lot more than I thought, um, a lot of habits that I picked up and remembered um, that came from my parents. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's important, right? That you stay true to who you are. Mm-hmm but you take bits and pieces of others yeah, that's life. and observations right. and you apply it. Yeah. Yeah. Take the bits that you like. And leave behind your the bits that you don't. Yeah. Become a better person. Thank you for doing that. And what well, we get to celebrate seven years being married this May. Mm-hmm. Wow. It feels like a lot. 
It's been a long time. It has. It's been a long time. But we also had a very short engagement this season. I think things happened very quickly. Yes. We were lucky enough to find a venue really quick for reception and ceremony. I found a dress literally like a week and a half after we got engaged. It fit like a glove. I couldn't lose or gain a single pound. And it all just kind of came together. It all worked out. It was stressful planning the wedding. It was. It was fun. That's stressful. I wouldn't do it again. No. (laughs) Seven years later, here we are. Yes. Well, thank you, love, for your wisdom and the wisdom that you shared. And for everyone else for listening to our story, our proposal story, our love story, and the tidbits that we learned from Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. And next week, I think we're going to talk about how we knew each other was the The one we wanted to marry. The mystical one. And if we believe in the one or not. Mm. And so we'll talk a little bit about that. But until then, have a great week. Feel free to share our podcast. We're okay with that. Feel free to leave reviews and give us feedback and comments. And thank you for listening. Thank you. Enjoy the long weekend. Enjoy the long weekend. Bye.